the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back for Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 101. As always, I'm your host, Eric Rosenberg, and I am so excited for today's guest. I'm also excited because he's my first guest ever from here in Ventura, where I moved about two years ago. It's a crazy story how we met. I'll get into it a little bit more in the podcast. But the short version is that when I walked out of the gym, someone saw me in a t-shirt shirt that I got at the FinCon conference and stopped me. And fast forward a couple of days, I was on the radio on his show here in Ventura, live on the air on AM radio. How cool is that? So today's guest is a financial advisor. He grew up in a not ideal financial situation. I learned when we co-presented here at City Hall in Ventura to a group of high school kids. And he took some hard financial lessons as a kid, things that he learned from his dad, and turned all of that around and became a financial advisor. He's part of the XY Planning Network, which is my favorite nationwide fee-only financial advising network. And he has a lot of useful information for us, a lot of great lessons. So I'll stop talking now, and we will turn it over to our interview with Michael Anderson. And for the first time in a long time, no ads. Welcome to the new ad-free personal profitability podcast. So we will dive in right now to our interview with Michael. Michael Anderson, are you ready to get profitable? I'm ready. Very excited to be here. Thank you, Eric. I love it. So before we get into a whole lot, I just have to share because it's super fun, the story of how we met. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty cool one. So yeah. I was yeah, I was wearing an XY Planning Network t-shirt that I got from FinCon a couple years ago when I met some of the XY guys. Actually, one of the founders of XY Network, Alan, uh, gave me the shirt after he spoke at Ignite FinCon, which was a really fun speaking event I run at the conference. But I wore this shirt to the gym because I was, I was going to the gym. I actually haven't been in like a month. I have to admit, (laughs) but but I was, I was going to the gym and I was on the way out the door and uh, Michael saw me going in and said, Hey, what's the deal with the XY planning network t-shirt? Which I'm not a financial advisor, but, but I know all the people there and Michael is an XY financial planning network member. So it was an awesome (laughs) connection right there. And it, it was so funny, Eric, because like I saw you wearing the shirt and I literally Literally, the first thought that crossed my mind was I lost my shirt and he found it because there's not <laughs> XY folks in the area here. And so I was like, hey, where did you get that shirt? That's, but it was it was it was awesome to meet you. I'm so glad that uh, we had that serendipitous moment to connect there. Yeah, super fun. And then I got to go on your radio show because you're kind of a big deal on the radio here in Ventura because of your financial planning business. That's what led you there. So how did you get started in financial planning? What got you interested in helping people with their money? And what was it like starting your own business as an independent financial planner? I never really wanted to be involved with managing money and being a financial planner or a financial advisor. That was never my goal. I always thought I wanted to be a teacher. And when I got to college, 
through a job caddying, someone said, you know, you can teach later in life. Why don't you get educated and make money and get yourself comfortable and then teach to give back when you're ready? Um, it's hard to make a lot of money as a teacher, in which I agree with and now as an adult kind of agree and disagree with because that is a good job as well. But but that meant something to me at the time. And I wanted to study business and then getting out of college. You know, I went into finance and, and I was initially on the debt side doing loans and uh, got my real estate license and went into that. And I just wanted more of a relationship business rather than transactional business. And I realized that in my later 20s. And so I went and I, I got a job working in the bank channel as an assistant to a financial advisor. And so for 10 years, I worked in the bank channel. You know, I, I also I elevated up to having a few of my own branches and worked at a number of different banks. And and I always liked the idea of having a relationship with people and helping them kind of understand and manage and make decisions with their money. But it never really felt right in the bank channel. And I, I didn't know why. I didn't understand why. But it wasn't until after 10 years literally in the business that I came to find out what being a fee-only financial advisor is. And, and that's when I left the bank and, and took a short hiatus with another firm for a year and then opened my own company. And, and it was then that I realized, you know, you can help people with planning and get a, a small fee for helping them uh, strategically decide what they should do. And we can never do that in the bank channel. It was always you only get paid if you sell them something or if you find someone that has a lot of money that you can manage. And but I think to answer your question more specifically is my parents never had money. They were always living hand to mouth. There was nobody trying to help them with their money. And I think intrinsically, I want to help people that are like my parents or help people that have no help or help people that are confused. And I think I have a lot of potential clients. Everyone's a prospect yeah, in, in my view. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I also love that you and Bill Murray have something very important in common. You hit a major pivot point in your career due to a Caddyshack. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love Bill Murray and I love that movie. The Kid from Nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love that also that it was you know, I, I think that's a really interesting gem that it was someone you met through something totally unrelated. You know, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of young men end up working on a golf course as a caddy and young ladies as well. You know, those relationships you build on a golf course are probably with someone who has some level of business success because you're not going to be golfing with a caddy unless you, unless you've you know hit hit that already. So that's a great place to learn valuable life lessons. And I, I've definitely had some people not through golf, but other people who I've been able to look up to have been who passed on great advice like that to me. And whether or not you know right about teaching being the right or wrong path is, is an interesting discussion. But uh, you know that that it came from a business connection that you build at a young age is really cool. Yeah, and it's it's neat, Eric, because in a lot of ways. It's like that old adage, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I was ready. I was yearning. I was looking. I was open. I was asking him and other people for ideas. And for whatever reason, he said something that kind of stuck and it still sticks with me. And, and so it's neat in many ways. It's neat what you're doing as well, Eric, with, with having the podcast, with sharing information, with talking to people and expanding ideas. People are listening and they're trying to find what's next for them and find a path. 
it's like, if you don't ask, you don't get, I mean, if you don't seek it, it doesn't come like you have to go out and, and kind of work for it. And that's kind of what it looks like in your twenties and thirties when you're still figuring out what you want to do. And, uh, and it's okay to have it that way. So kudos to you and everyone has to be open to find their thing. You mentioned you you discovered and became a fee-only financial planner. Now, I know the difference between fee-only and other types of financial planners, but for those who are not as familiar with that world, what does a fee-only financial planner mean, and how does that compare with other financial planners? Fee-only just means that financial advisor does not receive a commission for anything. So there are some financial products that only pay a commission, and oftentimes very high commission. So say, for example, like a, an insurance product, a whole life insurance product, or, or an annuity. So those are things that come with a commission. Uh, if if wh- whoever sells you that gets a handsome commission for selling you that, it kind of makes it a conflict of interest in terms of the advice they're giving you. Is the help that they're offering, is that truly help for you or is it kind of uh, a reward for them in, this, in, in the service of a, of a commission check? And that just never felt right when, when I was in a place and that was something that was available to offer. And so this idea of fee-only financial advice was very attractive to me. And I'd make one recommendation for your listeners, wherever you live, there are fee-only financial advisors for you to check out. And the website you go to is is NAPFA. That's N-A-P-F-A.org, NAPFA.org, National Association of Personal Financial Advisors.org. And they they have like a find a fee-only financial advisor near me. I think it's the greatest way to get financial advice if you want someone to work with one-on-one. You know, a lot of people can handle their finances on their own. A lot of people do want or need help. And if you do want to get help, really make sure you find someone who's going to put your best interest first. And a fee-only advisor has a lot more incentive to do that than someone who's going to get that fat commission sending your money somewhere. And there's a possibility some mutual funds might offer fees and commissions depending on where you send their money. So, you know, be be very judicious with who you work with and who you trust with your money, because uh, unless they're a fiduciary, which means someone who is required to put your best interest ahead of their own, then they don't have to do that. So, you know, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. I, I wanted to mention that, too. I'm glad you mentioned that because because all of the fee only financial advisors, you take an oath when you're able to go on with NAPFA that you are a fiduciary at all times. And uh, that's a NAPFA is a great one to go to. And in the XY planning network for for folks that are in their 20s and 30s. And uh, that's another place where everybody you're going to find on their network is, is a CFP and also is is a fiduciary as well. I couldn't say better things about if you're going to find a financial planner anywhere, that'd be the first place I would look myself um, being in my in my early 30s. It's a high five for XY. To shift gears a little bit, I'm curious a, a little bit more about what it was like starting your business and becoming your own boss, especially after you know, that bank history and the time working another another career path. What was it like? You know, unrooting yourself from that career path and sticking down a stake and saying, I'm starting this business and and really starting from scratch. Well, I mean, it's scary in a lot of ways. It's frightening because you don't know where 
where your clients are going to come from necessarily. You don't know how much income you're going to make. You know it's going to take a year, two years, maybe three years before you get the plane off the ground, before you're really making the income that maybe you were making previously. So so that's frightening. In financial terms, you just need to have a, a good enough buffer, you know, an emergency account that'll last you uh, a while to be able to get your business going and have enough income coming in. And if you have that in place, which I felt comfortable having, then then it was it made the decision a lot easier. And then also, if you have, you know, I'm married, if you have a spouse that's providing some income as well, or if you have, if you have other sources of income that are coming in, then it makes it even a little easier for you to get started as well. But it is something that's that's just captures you. The business is my own. I can make it any way that I want to make it, targeting any specific demographic of client, using more technology or less technology, working virtually or in person. You definitely get invigorated by it. You know, you get you get excited. So that's been something that's been a lot of fun. And I definitely recognize there's differences with the way people want to work with me. There are some people that are the do-it-yourselfers, and they say, hey, I'll do this myself, but I just want to consult with you as a sounding board. Just give me a little bit of peace of mind if I'm doing it right. I I love that client because we'll sit down for an hour. We'll have a meeting over the internet for an hour, review what you're doing, and I'll say, hey, this is what's good. This is what I see you should be aware of. This is what I see you should do differently. And then they're on their way. They're still doing it all themselves. And then there's the other client that collaborates that says, hey, I want to be involved, but I want to lean on you more to take a leadership role and be the quarterback. I just want to be in with you to understand what's happening. Let's collaborate on these decisions we have to make financially. Um, so that's the other type of client. And then, and then every once in a while, I see this more with older clients. They're delegators where they just want to they just say, hey, I like you. I trust you. We're good now. I've met and feel comfortable with you. Uh, here's my money. And that's always a little scary for me, actually. But but there's a lot of people that are like that. You know, they just don't know. And so they find someone they're comfortable with and they just delegate it to them and uh, and let it go. But those are what I see a lot in my practice, different styles of clients. It's really interesting. And the, the big thing for me is trying to help people with either that advisory of managing their assets or the idea of planning and just trying to strategically decide what should we do and not it's not all investments this is where people kind of sometimes miss it it's also the idea of how do we uh, how do we save more on taxes or or should we be looking at risk management is there insurance that we need for stuff um are we is our retirement on track do we know what we need when we take the money out how much we're going to get do we have an estate plan in order so there's a lot of different things to look at strategically as far as planning that's not investment at all so those are the two areas of my practice that that really keep me busy and it's it's been a year and a half it's been a lot of fun and I'm not, I'm not making a lot of money yet, but we're getting there. So you build a mountain of clients one at a time. You know, it's going to take five, 10 years before, before I'm in a very comfortable spot, I think. And, and every business starts with the first dollar. Right. Once you've got that right. first client, that's the hardest part, right? You know, all, every new client see, always feels easier after the first one. Yeah, that's well said. You're right. You're, you're definitely right. At all the different angles you can look at with people's money. What do you see is one of the biggest struggle points today that is common among all of your clients or a majority of your clients? The big thing I see, like I I always try and start with the idea of planning. 
of just saying, hey, let's meet first. There's no cost to meet. Let's have a conversation for, you know, an hour or, or 30 minutes or two hours or whatever. Let's just have a conversation, find out what's on your mind uh, financially. And then I'll share with you what I think you might look at and how we might be able to work together and you can decide if that's a good idea or not. But what I see with everybody in that conversation is, is just the idea that oftentimes it's two people we're talking with, uh, you know, a husband and wife or, or a couple. And, and the idea that, that they don't see things the same way. Right. So when we we're talking about future planning of what's what their financial situation is going to look like next year and the year after and in retirement, what we're planning for and what expenses might come up. And we t- we talk about that a little bit. They see it a little differently sometimes. You know, oftentimes there's one spouse that likes to live for today and then the other one wants to save for tomorrow. And so how do you make sense of that together as a couple? So in many ways, I end up being the buffer to help them work through that and find a balance to what that looks like financially in their life. And I think that's an important role of a, of a good financial planner. Uh, and then the, the other thing I see a lot is people sometimes have their own limiting beliefs about financial stuff. They're confused, they don't understand it, they feel like it's another language, and so they shut down or they turn off. Part of our conversation is about the idea of, uh, of progress, not perfection. So it doesn't matter how much money you have or where you're at or if there are things that are imperfect in your life financially, focus on making progress, not the imperfections. And that's something that I think a lot of heads kind of go up and down and they nod like, I like that. I I can attach to that affirmation. Just focus on progress. It's okay that you have some debt right now. It's okay that you don't own a house yet. It's okay that you don't have, you know, 200 grand in the bank and your other college friends do. Don't worry about that. Let's just focus on making progress right now because financial stuff, it's not a revolutionary event that happens. It's small decisions that you make over time that compile and then they grow and they, they kind of help you move to a, a better place over time. Those are, those are two things that I see a lot and I talk with everybody about those two things no matter where they're at. Part of that's part of what I call the 12 principles of personal finance. It doesn't matter how much money you have or where you're at financially. These principles, uh, the 12 of those are two of the 12 of them are something that's going to be important for everybody just to understand and try and have that be the frame around their financial picture. And especially I love that you get into that relationship part. You know, if two spouses or you know, life partners, whatever their situation is, have different views about money. That can be a huge landmine in a relationship. And with <laughs> our, uh, you know, 50 percent divorce rates today, uh, I, I bet you at least half of those have something to do with money. It's such an important topic. It's a big one. And my, my, my it's funny because my wife and I struggle with it and, and we're and we're great. I love where we have a wonderful relationship, um, but we just, you know, it's hard to talk about sometimes with someone that you care so much about, but you see things a little differently. And, and sometimes it's a little bit like taboo. So that third party and kind of uh, being a buffer sometimes really helps to just, you know, calm the waters. You know, look, look, when you signed up to be a fee-only financial planner, did you realize you were also going to be a relationship therapist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not. I did not. But I love it. I, I really do. It's, uh, you know, after people have these conversations and these meetings, even the first one, they kind of leave and you can see that there's a sense of, uh, you know, the, the outcome is they, they feel a little better. They're a little lighter on their feet walking out where they were a little more stressed walking in. I love that. I I really think that's special. Yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, so speaking of spouses, I know you have a family money course. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Oh, man. So through the radio program that, that I have, I was doing uh, something that I called a two-minute drill. And I, and I did this for about uh, – I, I kind of had 40 different two-minute drills where it was just a little financial tidbit. And after a while, I took those and I was able to contract someone to build whiteboard videos with about 15 of them. And so I compiled those into a curriculum, and then I have uh, 15 whiteboard videos now. I built a workbook to go along with them, and I call that uh, Family Money Class. And so the website's familymoneyclass.com. And so it's more about the idea of behavioral finance. If you go and you're, you're, you're able to watch a two-minute video and then have a corresponding two-page worksheet, to help you work through a few questions that you know ne- you were never taught that really probably should have been taught but you never were about about money and about behaviors and that's kind of what the class is all about but it, it just gives a good context to people that are kind of in their later teens into their 20s and 30s or just starting out financial if, if you're getting serious about getting serious with money then uh, i think family money class is a good place to go to to do that and it's kind of a neat thing. So that's what I what I did there. And it's it's unique in some ways to have a product. Like I'm a service guy. I, I help people with planning and money management. But now through the way of having the radio show and doing this these videos and stuff, it's kind of cool because now I feel like I have a product that I'm able to offer people. You know, that, that changes the conversation a little bit after they've already went through some of these videos in this course to where now we're able to have a conversation and talk on the same page about stuff. It's really it's really neat. It's really kind of a neat thing. Yeah, it's super cool. And I've seen some some screenshots and stuff from the course, and I'm I'm very impressed. So definitely check that out, especially if you want to teach young people in your family about money. It's an it's a great resource, like a middle schooler or a high schooler to go through there would be awesome as well. Just for your listeners, Eric, if anyone wants to email me, I'll go ahead and give you a free, like I sell it for $97, but I'll go ahead and give, I'll just say the first 30 people, just send me an email. I'll give you a free uh, code, 100% discount for being a, one, of, one of Eric's podcast listeners. I'll give you a, a free code. And I would just ask maybe you give me a little feedback because this is new that I'm doing this and I have a deal with a, a couple local schools and I'm trying to integrate it into more schools. So be happy to give you a free code. You can check it out if you're interested. And, uh, and then I'll, I'll you know, ask you for a little feedback. That'd be awesome. That is an awesome deal, everyone. Make sure to, to follow up on that. That's great. So uh, you know, if anyone wants to connect with you, if they want to learn more, I know you do a few different things. You're a busy guy. Where should people go to connect with you? I'll give you a couple things here. My website, which is a funky word here, but it's marinantha.com. And that's M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. We'll put it in the show notes, but it's marinantha.com. And you can find me um, on there. And uh, just send me an email, michael at marinantha.com. And I'll go ahead and get you that code if you want the code. And uh, be happy to help you out or have a dialogue with you in any way that you want. Uh, the radio program that I do locally, um, it's a community program, but we have a lot of fun. It's just 30 minutes, and that's also on iTunes. It's called Big Money in the 805. Love for you to check that out. We had Kevin Costner on the program 
uh, a couple months ago as, as he was kind of coming on doing a benefit for the Thomas fire, but he grew up in Ventura. So he was talking about growing up here and what that was like and uh, kind of had some fun there on that interview. But uh, I would say those are the two best places, Maranatha.com, M-A-R-A-N-A-N-T-H-A.com. Uh, you, can, you can go there. You can also go to familymoneyclass.com and check that out. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I love that Kevin Costner connection living here in Ventura. And for listeners who listen all the time, if you go back to the December time frame, that's when I had my little girl who's now four months old um, during that fire that they then did the benefit concert for. So he was here because of the fire that I had the baby during while I was uh, evacuated from my home. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. so, so it's a little bit of a familiar fire to some of you here. Well, anyway, thank you so much, Michael, for taking the time to chat with us today. I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun chatting with you. I imagine all of the listeners did as well. And uh, yeah, th this was great. We'll have to hang out soon because we, we're really in the same city. <laughs> it's always fun to chat with you, Eric. I always enjoy it. And I always learn something along the way as well. So, hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you soon. Well, that was a particularly fun interview, ladies and gentlemen. I am just thrilled I got to meet Michael. I feel like we're going to be fast friends, especially living here in the same town. And unlike when I used to record from Portland, where I had lots of personal finance blogger friends in town, there are a lot fewer people and therefore a lot fewer bloggers and podcasters here in Ventura. So extra exciting for me to make that connection. But more importantly, not about me, about you. There is a lot you can learn from financial advice. I don't generally suggest everyone goes and gets a financial advisor, but there are situations where it makes sense. And if you do decide that it's right to get a financial advisor for your situation, do make sure it's a fee-only financial advisor or financial planner and someone who is a fiduciary, which means they have to put your interests ahead of their own. There are a lot of bad financial advisors out there who will happily overcharge you and take kickbacks from bad mutual funds to put your money in places that aren't great for you. And Michael and the whole XY network and all the fee-only financial planning industry, as long as they're fiduciaries, puts you first. That's what's important there. So if you uh, enjoyed today's show, please do take a minute to rate, review, share it with a friend, all of that good stuff. And if you have not checked it out yet, head to personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp for my free week-long introduction series on how to get started on your path to personal profitability. That's all for this time. Thanks for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable. Stay profitable.